Hi everyone, my name is Samilla and welcome to Menswear by a Woman podcast and today's episode is about a guest that I am absolutely excited about having him on on my podcast. Um, I've got his some of his books and he is very well known in the menswear. He's an art director, illustrator and a writer and his name is Graham Marsh. Graham has written books, which I have, um, the cover of Art of Blue Note Records, Volume 1 and 2, East Coasting and California Call, American Call. Um, He has co-authored and directed the book called Denim from Cowboys to Catwalks. And also um, the book, um, The Ivy Look. But the most well-known book that's about to come out who he has actually written and directed with Jason Jules is called Black Ivy. Now, how excited am I about this book? I can't tell you. I can't wait to see this book. And I'm going to be talking to him this morning about the book and about the Ivy style and how jazz style was so important in menswear. So hope you enjoy this episode because I tell you one thing, I'm so excited about this episode. I've been waiting for such a long time um, trying to get hold of Graham and it's finally happened. So here we go. So I've got Graham on my podcast, which I'm over the moon, and I can't tell you how excited I am. And I've had his books from uni time, and um, I'm going to get him on board and have a chat with him. Graham, welcome to Men's Wear by a Woman's podcast. How are you doing? Okay. Cool. Okay, Samira, yeah. And you? I'm all right, thank you. I am so excited to have you on there. I can't tell you. Okay. (laughs) You know? I know your book, um, Black Ivy, is coming out very soon with you and um, Jason, um, Jason Jules. Um, I want to know, how did it all begin with you going into jazz and looking at these covers and looking at the um, photographs and, you know, how did it all begin? Uh, Yeah, okay, more or less. I've always been an Americophile since I was a little kid because because of the American comics. Um, But um, I guess it was kind of... The, the, um, so I thought it was, just, it was the covers. Probably didn't have too many of the Blue Note ones because they were so expensive. <laughs> but the, the covers were really something else. And it was, um, and it was back in the days. You kind of like uh, uh, you walked around with a with an album. I mean, personally, but it used to happen. Walk around with uh, an album cover under, under your arm. You know what I mean? Right. Sort of like a, like a calling card. <laughs> So anyway, that was, I was always, you know, buying and trying to find, track these things down. Um, and it was a kind of, if if, uh, if your taste was for uh, the imported, you know, the importance of imported, yeah. uh, applied as much to the clothes as the records. So, you know, the, the, the kind of look 
for any uh, self-respecting uh, modernist was was American Ivy League. Um, uh, so it was it was a matter of kind of tracking the stuff down the the, the clothes and things. It was black and white photographs on the back of the record sleeves, copies of old copies of Esquire and Downbeat magazines. Wow. Which and just checking out all the you know people that were wearing you know the, uh, the clothes and making sure you got it right. And there was a shop which was very expensive called Austin's in um, Piccadilly <clears throat> that sold imported American clothes, which were expensive at the time. They're kind of like a seriously good Ivy League jacket it was about fifteen guineas, which was a lot of money back then. If you're not, you're not earning yeah. much. But I was doing a lot of freelance stuff right. as well as working for a, um, a publishing company, so you could just about afford it and the shirts and stuff. So you know. It would, that, that's how it all kind of started and then you get things made as well you could get things copied um, you know all the different details and bits and pieces so that was kind of on the cards I wanted to do a book on on the blue note covers <clears throat> so I don't know it started in the kind of 80s knocking the stuff around eventually got a publisher who did do it and it was really successful and I for me, the important thing was was the way these guys looked, you know, all the clothes and stuff. So I wanted to do a book on on the just the musicians' clothes, you know, via Blue Note, keep it the Blue Note. But uh, that didn't happen because no one understood what I was, you know, what I was talking about really. <laughs> um, so this this uh, recent book, like one called Jazz Festival, was the Jim Marshall photographs. Yeah. He covered the kind of 1960s Monterey on the west coast and Newport. Rhode Island on the East Coast. And it was kind of like, it's like an Ivy Look reference book. I mean, it's just fantastic. The audience is m- most amazing. The audience is completely integrated. There's no, there's no deal. No one color, would care what color you were or whatever. As long as you, uh, as long as you like the music and you look right, that was it. And it was quite incredible. Um, and that's really about, with, with Black Ivy as well. That's kind of, it's, it's almost like a black history of yeah. kind of the clothing and what was going on, the civil rights, etc. And everyone looking so damn sharp, I tell you. And it was kind of, it is a period from mid-50s to mid-60s. Um, and also, there's a, a, a fantastic, and on the Miles Davis album called Milestones. Yeah. There's that fantastic, he's wearing a, a green button-down shirt. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and Dennis Stock, uh, Dennis Stock took the picture, yeah. 1958. So we managed to get that. It's never been reproduced anywhere else except for the album cover. It was Columbia, and they wouldn't release it for anything. There were other pictures, obviously, too, but this this was the best one. And so we got permission uh, wow. to use it on the cover and inside. So that was that was quite a coup, and, and it looks good. I mean, you can, that just about sums it up. That shirt and, yep. and miles i mean yeah <laughs> you can't Come go on, wrong you can't, that's it really <laughs> <laughs> you just can't go wrong it was um no. with their clothing and all that stuff right um i mean how they used to wear the clothing it was like effortless kind of thing yeah. you know the style uh. was just unbelievable even now when you look at it right you still wonder how how did they do that <laughs> you know? oh yeah no absolutely timeless i'll tell you what it is it's kind of like a bit of a timeline with that with that whole ivy kind of look or the ivy league thing originally it was english it was the kind of aristocracy that was kind of tweed and jackets corduroy yeah. you know what i mean that yeah. kind of and you 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 patch 
things up. You you wore a, you know, if your uh, jacket was wearing out a bit, you'd wear you you'd put uh, leather patches on your sleeves and stuff. And so this is way back. And then uh, John Brooks, Brooks Brothers, used to used to, he used to be over here quite a lot checking right. stuff out. Uh, and he he would particularly with a button down shirt, he'd seen polo players, English polo players, wearing the, the, the long pointed collars and they they'd put buttons on there to stop it flapping in their faces. So the so the story goes. And he thought that was a good idea. So he took it back to America. Oh. And it became a kind of like a staple of Brooks Brothers. And then it's so I reckon Brooks Brothers is sort of like a real key to it. And, and then all the college, Ivy League colleges kind of gradually picked up on that that kind of look, and and you got kind of in in the in the fifties and sixties, particularly in the fifties, um, uh, uh, jazz concerts or, or people, you know, there would be college would would put on a, like Harvard or whatever would put on a concert, and and these these uh, musicians, jazz musicians, see these these clothes and things. And then kind of, uh, and, and sort of, not copied it, but sort of, you know, I thought, that's a good look, you know, but, but improved, improved on it. It was funny because Miles Davis, yeah. he, he got his stuff at, um, oh, shit, I can't think of the name of the store now. <clears throat> there was, um, and he, uh, I can't think of it, it's the Andover store. Uh, and he, he went in there and got a whole stack of stuff, all these ivory clothes, the jackets, the suits, the, the lot. But way put it together, and that's just that wearing it, if you know what I mean. It's not not a kind of conscious sort of thing. You just, you, you can't be too, you know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah. sort of just wore it, and that was it, and it looked good. And it's the same with a lot of those guys. They were, at the time, they, just, they were just clothes, or clean shirts or whatever. Yeah, I know. But, you know, <laughs> on them, it looked something else. It was, you know, it just, they just, just came, Yeah, they just came alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but, I mean, if you look at it, it's a white classic shirt. But when they yeah. wore it, it wasn't just a white classic shirt. No, I know, it's, it's what I mean. You must, they weren't, it wasn't a conscious kind of thing. It was just, a, you know, a good look. I think Miles Davis, he would... Um, it was Dexter Gordon he was yeah. involved with. When he met Dexter Gordon, Dexter Gordon was wearing those big shouldered suits, you know what I mean, the pleated trousers, the whole lot. Yeah. But Miles was wearing these kind of like Brooks Brothers suits. And uh, and, and Dexter Gordon said, oh, you got to get some new threads, man. You know, he kind of like, you can't walk around like that. But then <laughs> there was a kind of like gradual change and, and all of a sudden they were wearing clothes like uh, Miles Davis was wearing, you know, and a, a, lot, of the, a lot of his contemporaries. That was a complete switch around, which is very bizarre. What was the, um, you know, the um, during those times, like the civil rights and all, you know, the racism and everything was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, do you think it was the same, like, because they were wearing these kind of clothing, were they always, were they put down for it? Or, how, I mean, it's interesting because when you, I, I used to see a lot of books based on, um, you know, like Ivy Gear and all that stuff, right? Um, yeah. On white guys, yeah. right? But I never used to see books on black guys, and right. or you know, and if I did, it'd be very, very little amount. And, yeah. And yeah. I would always refer back to you know the jazz players, like you know yeah. Dexter Gordon, 
um, you know, Miles Davis, um, the others, um, John Coltrane, all of these guys, right? I would look at it. But also, you know, in your book, the the art cover of Blue Note, yeah, um, yeah. even the some of the covers has images of these guys wearing the most amazing clothing. Do you yeah, think it was yeah. still like, you know, why should you be wearing this kind of clothing because the white people wear it? Well, yeah, was it like that yeah. or...? No, it was, quite, it was very bizarre because that was, um, I, can't, uh, I can't remember. I mean, um, uh, Alfred, uh, Alfred Lyon and Francis Wolfe, who owned um, Blue Note, yeah. they, they, they started it and owned it. They wanted uh, pictures of the musicians on the cover, you know, like Francis right. Wolfe, they would do these, they photographed the musicians, which is most of like, a lot of the time, in that, in that time, you, you might get a kind of, uh, I don't know, a sort of uh, a woman on the cover, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of like uh, scantily dressed or whatever. Yeah. But not the kind of, not the musicians. In fact, Miles Davis on that, I can't remember what album it was, um, on the stool. One, one, one of his albums, uh, he he kind of they did they did this one with a with a woman on it. Yeah. And he said, no, no, I want a picture of me on there. You know, I mean, yeah. and and that that was a major kind of thing. But it was, I mean, the old album was you know sold. I mean, it was mad, you know, crazy. Yeah. But that was kind of like Blue Note did that. They were just going to have the musicians, and also Reed Miles, their designer, much sure to. Uh, um, uh, um, I can't think of the guy's name now. Uh, one of the photographers. Hang on one second. Okay. Uh, yeah, Francis Wolfe. He he used to go mad sometimes when Reed Miles would crop through the pictures. You know, you just get a really impactful kind of cover just by cropping through the you know top of the head or something like that. But he'd go mad because <laughs> he he wanted the whole picture used, which was uh, which was really funny. But uh, I mean. Those, those albums are really something else. Yeah, like I, know. Like I know. I mean, um, when you see the images of them, and even the artwork on those some of these albums, yeah. you just yeah. think, I mean, I suppose it wasn't all done digital at all, was it? <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. You know? That's when, uh, that's when uh, in the days when uh, Mac was a was a raincoat. It's crazy. It was all really all done exactly, by hand. Exactly. You know, and um, when you look at them and and the colour. Yeah, minimal colour, and all that was because of that was uh, to do with um, you know it's finances. Oh, just, okay. Just using one colour or you know a colour wash over the back of my picture and stuff like that. But that works. It's kind of real. Less is more, you know. Yeah. Um, see, it's, it wasn't. You know, there's very few later ones who were there were full colour pictures, but most of them are just black and white images with a with a colour uh, flooded over it and, and the type. The way they did the type as well with, with Reed Miles is something else. In fact, because I, I interviewed him when we did the uh, Blue Note book, and I said, it's a really ridiculous thing. I said, what was your favorite cover? And he said, oh, he liked all the Blue Note ones, but one of his was um, uh, one on Monk, a Prestige album. Oh, yeah. And, and it was huge. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have actually, yeah. It's the yeah. big, it's just the word Monk, M-O yeah. and then yeah. underneath yeah. N-K. yeah. And uh, and I think Andy Warhol did the, the little bit of the uh, lettering on it, yeah. the handwritten lettering. And that was one of his favourite albums, uh, one of his favourite covers. It's a pretty good cover. It's a very nice I cover. Mean, uh, it's a very very well cover, actually. Yeah. yeah. What's your favourite covers, then? What am 
mine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's got to be more than know. one. There's so, there's so many. Uh, out to lunch, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, no, there's no, no musicians, it's just a shot of that clock. Uh, I, I, can't, I can pin it down. <laughs> I mean, that's all the ones of... Oh, the one of John Coltrane is pretty strong. And uh, and I love Sonny Rollins, is that one yeah. with the type running up the side. There's too many. I couldn't. I couldn't pin it down. <laughs> I could never ever. I. I. I couldn't tell you which one's mine. I, I. I. just. I don't think. I mean, they're all like my favourites. Actually, the one that I quite like is. I mean, I like. Um, it's called "Blowing the Blues Away." The horse. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing the blues away. I love the artwork on that. Yeah, yeah. That is just yeah, no, absolutely beautiful. That? That was, um, I can't uh, think of the guy's name now. Um, whole silver. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah, that one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good cover. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look at these, right, and you look at the artwork and the colour, it's just like, yeah, you know, you can yeah, understand. Yeah, they, they were used so, I mean, I've used the ideas like crazy, you know, but I mean, at one point in the 80s, when there was a revival of the kind of Blue Note stuff, yeah. they would, do, would be used on the flyers, like It's Time and, you know what I mean, all the kind of all those really classic kind of covers, they would all be used, that, uh, like elements of that to, for the flyers of the kind of whatever, con- uh, not concerts, but whatever bands have been playing in clubs and things, which was uh, which was interesting. But it doesn't go away. That that's the, in fact, I based the kind of uh, that uh, jazz festival, Jim Marshall book, yeah. on, uh, on The Way I Feel, uh, Big John Patton album. It's a kind of like, you know, just like a block of colour at the top and then a crop picture underneath. Yeah. In fact, the picture we used was of Miles Davis and, uh, uh, it was Miles Davis and I can't remember the other guy's, guy's name. I'm just going to have a look. Hang on one second. Sure. Miles Davis and Steve McQueen. Oh. Yeah, they were, they were chatting. <laughs> so it's a, a cropped picture of that. Wow. That will be an amazing picture though, that whole of that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. The other one I quite like is um, actually the coat on this one, the incredible Jimmy Smith, home cooking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, which one? Which one? Is- it's um, it's with it's in the Blue Note um, album cover. Um, it's yeah. called the Home Cooking, the Incredible Jimmy Smith with Percy oh, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. and Donald Bailey. The coat yeah. on that and yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. That's classic. Man. That's a classic like, coat and what he's wearing. I mean, what what Jimmy Swift's wearing is absolutely amazing. And the uh, other one is um, invention a dimension. Herbert oh Hancock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's actually standing with the I think he's wearing yeah. a Mac in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. this kind of shorty trench coat. Yeah, right, trench coat yeah. kind of thing, which is like, you know, you look at yeah. this and you just think. You know, these are like, uh, this is like for us, like references, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no. You know, this no, no. is like total no. references. There's some really nice um, uh, Horace Silver ones as well. Uh, yeah. Six pieces of silver when you're sitting on a bench with a, a trench coat on. Um, and even... That's, that, that's in the book. And even you know the other... One? Yeah, I know which one. Yeah. Um, even the other one, Getting Around by Dexter Gordon on the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one, Dexter Calling, when he's in the phone box. Box, yeah. I mean, you look at these coat. and you just think, these are just, you know, yeah. And, um, yeah, I see what you mean by the out, out to lunch. <laughs> Love, yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, mean, exactly. <laughs> Why... Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you was, um, why did you think it was... Um, 
Why do you think it was a reason to bring out this book now, The Black Ivy? Um, I'll tell you what it was. It, this is, like I said, when after the, after the Blue Note book, I wanted to do a book on the musicians, the Blue Note musicians, yeah. which, is, which was black, you know. Mostly, I mean, I, I don't think they had any white artists as far as I can remember. There might be some side men. Yeah. But it was, um, and, it, this, and, and Black Ivy is almost like the book I wanted to do back then. And Jason phoned me up out the blue. I, I kind of knew him from launches and bits and pieces. Yeah. And he and he said, "What do you, th- you know? What do you think about a, a sort of black ivy?" And I said, "Yeah, it sounds a really good idea." And I kind of um, uh, a really good friend of mine, Tony Norman, yeah. who runs Real Art Press. Um, I can't, you know, he he green lighted it. We had a couple of meetings. He said, "Yeah, yeah great." Because he, he wears all the ivy league clothes as well. Right. And and that's how it came about sort of uh, a collaborative kind of thing which is you know the way to, way to go and the book also is is it's all the all, uh, all the famous photographers you can think of in that in that during that period their pictures you know taken at the kind of washington marches the whole lot yeah. um of uh, uh all the people or everyone who was involved all the kind of main players were taken by these really top photographers. So that's, that's, my, that's what I'm saying about a, a history book. It's like a black history book yeah. of that period, yeah. the 50s to 60s. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait to get hold of this book. And um, I've been right. waiting a very, very long time, I think. Um, you know, it's been quite a good few years where I thought, could somebody do something like this? Why can't they just yeah. get all of the images of, you know, of the, I'm sure, you know, like, you know, these kind of Ivy League and all that stuff, like all the jazz players. Yeah, do yeah. you think it was right, like, during those times, do you think it was quite well-known here as well in, in UK? Uh, yeah, amongst sort of, uh, I mean, all the people I always knocking around with all, all kind of like we're wearing Ivy League clothes right. or their Ivy look clothes not necessarily that. I mean as, as the Ivy look sort of I'm not I, I know that the Ivy League thing is kind of eight um, uh, eight leading universities in America like Harvard you know that uh, Yale Princeton yeah but it, this is, it was the look I mean you know I never went there to college and I'm probably never likely to but it, it was the look and that's what most of my friends, you know, were into, kind of like that Ivy League look, and, and like the Ivy look, and not, 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 not the kind of elitist sort of like uh, college colleges and, and you know that, that old money kind of uh, East Coast thing. But it was the look of the clothes. You know? It was the look we put together. It felt good putting that kind of jacket on. But it. It, it's really funny because, like I said, a lot of us kind of it did come originally from from the English clothing. Yeah. But you know, an, Eng, an English tweed coat would be unforgiving. It'd be solid. You'd give it to your kind of uh, your your butler, your man, kind of servant to sort of wear, <laughs> break it in. But <laughs> they kind of what they did was in in America. They kind of got got the, the Scottish mills and things to make these tweed material, okay. but but lighter. Oh, I see, because of the... Like a lighter sort of weight. And also, they were uh, half-lined as well, the jackets. And because they were natural, kind of like no padding in the shoulders or in the chest or anything like that, a a really nice drape to them. 
it was a kind of like much softer kind of like you know wearable sort of look I mean Giorgio Armani kind of covered that a little bit in the 80s but that was a bit extreme if you know what I mean sort of uh, you know the, the sort of that, that ivy that look that ivy look was much much softer kind of sure was probably a bit kind of not, not as not as baggy it could yeah, be, yeah, you know yeah, it was yeah, a sort yeah. of pared down version of the original kind of like uh, of Brooks Brothers yeah. jacket which yeah. was baggy but then it was um, sheared down a bit and just all the all the details like the hook vent and the patch and flat pockets um, were sort of like uh, it was the, it was the details basically I mean jacket is a jacket shirt is a shirt but it's the details you know yeah. like the unlined unfused kind of collars on, on a button down shirt yeah. so you get that really nice roll to it um, and just little things good top pocket and the kind of you know lots of details in fact from the, uh, there was another book I did called The Ivy Look yeah, a small book yeah Stripe yep. number, yep. and uh, the Japanese uh, setup called Kamakura. They made, made my shirts, and the guy who run that used to. We used to work at Van Clothing, which I mean, the Japanese were obsessed and still are with that kind yeah, of Ivy look. Yeah. And his wife was in. She did a trip sort of around Europe every year, and she found that book in uh, in Paris. And in there, mm. we did a piece on the kind of Japanese love of Ivy. And uh, and they got in touch with it, me and the guy who did it, and uh, we went over there to the launch. They got they they had a um, they had managed to open a store in uh, in New York, and I found out later it was because of this uh, because of the thing we did about the Ivy look in the book. Yeah. The guy the guy who owned the place that in the, on Madison Avenue. So these English guys are kind of into this Ivy thing, you know. Yeah. Like, must be okay. So they so they opened the <laughs> shop there. And I met them, and we were kind of talking. And I said, "You should be a, do a real kind of like Ivy shirt." And I still had some wreath thread there, but ones from the sixties. Yeah. So we kind of copied it, and uh, the one in chambray and one in um, uh, white Oxford cloth, right, nice. and called it Vintage Ivy. And they sold. I'm still doing them. I do about four shirts a, a year for them. But it was nice to get it exactly right, you know, with the back button and the kind of uh, yeah, the details look. on it, yeah. And it worked, uh, and it worked really well. So I mean, you know, it's just down to the details on, yeah. on that, on the Ivy clothing, as you know. Yes, you, of uh, course. You were involved in that. So it's all <laughs> down to the details. So down to the details. Um, what do you think of menswear now, though? Uh, it's okay. I mean, I, a lot of the things I've got. I mean, I either kind of like um, not second hand, but I've had them so mm. long. There's one. One uh, I've got a grey herringbone Brooks Brothers jacket which I bought in about 1980 so that's why Jesus it's about 40 years old and that's like 80 yeah about 40 years old and it's been the moth got a bit got a, uh, got to it a little bit but my wife kind of darned it and, and when, the, when the, the lining used to sort of if you wear it with your Levi's you know yeah. the stud the, the, the uh, staples you not staples the studs you get in the Levi's around the pockets yeah. will wear out the lining a bit so you just patch it up with some nice madras material or whatever okay. but you know that, that, that just I've still got them so I don't really need anything else there used to be another outfit called uh, uh, there's a French outfit I can't think of the name now but they used to do really nice completely unlined jackets and they were like a cardigan you yeah, know, it's a really nice trait. Yeah, I, I like J those. Cage. J Cage, Cage, they were right. called. 
and I like those kind of jackets. I still like them. Um, yeah, yeah. Because um, and I also like um, cardigans to be worn on oh, top yeah. of jackets. I, I just yeah, love yeah. that look. Um, so whenever I design, I always go refer it back to things like that. Um, you know, with um, jackets worn, but I have a cardigan on top. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I think I saw a picture of one of the jazz players who did it once, long, long time ago, before I was born. But there you go, and um, that kind of stuck in me. But it's, you know, with the Madrasi checks shirts, yeah. and you see a lot of Ivy look on that. Yeah, um, yeah, Madras is major. Yeah, what's the? I've always wanted to know, right? What is it? What What is it that about that check that? Is so Ivy. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what it was the original, original ones yeah. uh, that um, with the original Madras. You know, comes from it was made in India. Yeah. Um, it's it was um, it was it used to bleed if you if you had it cleaned or washed or whatever. It would yeah, bleed. it would bleed. Yeah. The and it looked time. fantastic as it as it kind of like with the shorts and everything. The yeah. more they were washed and whatever they looked. Beautiful, the yeah. colours sort of yeah. fade into each other, you know. Yeah. But now, um, it's uh, any madras you get now it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't fade. Do that. You can wash them in at sixty, at ninety, or whatever, and they won't fade, which is really annoying. They kind of like it's a it's an almost. So was it a big? So fading madras checks was huge then, I suppose, because you yeah, know, the, yeah, because no, like madras, even now. Madras, even yeah, now, on. right, sometimes, right, there's like, um, in the West Bengal, right, um, in the, um, we have, it's, a, it's like a towel, right, but it's got checks on it and it's made out of thin cotton. And okay. sometimes, right, when you wash it, it runs. Yeah, it starts fading. So it was, yeah. bit, uh, and, you know, my mum's got what was few um, and she's always had these, um, it's like towels, but it's very, very well known in yeah, India. I think I, I, I think I knew. I think yeah, a lot of the um, priests, they, they use it as well a lot of times in festivals and, yeah. you know, in prayers and all that stuff. But um, every time you wouldn't wash it with anything else because it will stain other clothes. Yeah. But it well, gets you do, better. You can, you can fix it with salt, can't you? Yeah, yeah you can. You can, but it's not... Even then, it, I don't know what it is, but even then, I mean, you know, whenever mum washes it, she never what, puts anything else against it. Yeah, but yeah. It, and it yeah. runs a lot. So it's interesting what you're saying about the Madrasa check because that, even that, um, it's like um, towel, right? But it's cotton. Yeah, and yeah. it it looks, uh, as it ages, it looks better. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so it must be the same thing with the Madrasi check shirts then during those yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, it would, it would kind of like, uh, it would fade, like I said, though, they perfected it now that it, that, it, uh, that it doesn't bleed or fade, which is really annoying because that was the whole nice thing about it. Did with they, shirts and things. Did the jazz players also, ever? Also, you know, it came from, it was, uh, it was, it was, came from India, obviously, yeah. and yeah. they copied the, when, the like Scottish regiments and whatever were in India. Yeah. They copy it, uh, the patterns and yeah. things, and and that material, but you know, like improved on it. It was yeah. really nice because it was much softer and everything. Yeah. But that's that's what it came about. So it's kind of like you know, it's an Indian thing. But I've never I've never come across any of the jazz players wearing. Madrasa checks. Did they used to wear them? What the Madras jackets? <laughs> not the jackets. The uh, the shirts. The check oh shirts. yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I've not come a across picture a picture. In, a picture in the book. 
in the Black Ivy with uh, John okay. Coltrane. Okay. And he's got this amazing, beautiful uh, uh, madras shirt. Oh, wow. Fantastic. And uh, I've actually kind of copied, I've got Cameron Crewe to sort of copy that pattern because they're, they're brilliant. They're, they're people. They can copy all the kind of like anything, wow. really, stripes. And they copied this uh, material on the Coltrane shirt and to make into a shirt. But it's a beautiful kind of basically basically blue, but with all all the other colours, pink and whatever in it. So it's really wow. nice. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pictures in this in uh, Black Eye. There's a lot of pictures of uh, the uh, Blue Note guys as well. With wow. Kind of all the different shirts and things. Um, they're really nice. You don't you don't see a lot of those on our No, our you don't. And you don't even see some of the images, the images that you're talking about, um, in any, anywhere actually. So, how did you get hold of these images? Um, I kind of like knew they were there, but uh, right. Tony did a lot of research and, and um, why why they were never seen because a lot of those pictures are so expensive as well. Yeah, I can imagine um, to to reproduce, you know, for fees yeah. for doing that. So that's why you never see them. That's why you get. That's why you'll be amazed when you see this book because there's pictures you just never see because yeah, no one wants to publish it or just go with a kind of, uh, you know, whatever the, the pictures they know that everyone's, and everyone's seen and it's always the same the same things. Oh, there's one book. Do you, you know uh, Take Ivy? Do you know the yeah, Japanese book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. A, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Madras in there, a lot of Madras jackets. jackets in there, yeah. Shirts and things in there. But... Uh, I know what you mean. It's kind of like it should be. It should be. You should be doing a Madras jacket. I should be definitely. I've been thinking. You know what? As you were speaking, right? I've, I'm thinking about it more and more. And um, you know, when I just mentioned about the Madras jacket, right? Yeah, yeah. I would do it as if it's bleeds. The the, the actual um, color bleeds. As yeah, you say, yeah. well, I would rather do it that. I wouldn't do it the other way, not the proper yeah, way. Yeah, well, faded. Yeah, more, I want it to do a faded way. Like. Yeah, um, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. So, yeah. If I send yeah, you a well, picture, you, you, I'll you send you a picture. It's sort of, basically a box jacket. Yeah, I mean, of course, no, and with your patch pockets. There's no pockets. seams at the front. No. There's no darts at the front. front. No, and patch really... pockets. Huh? Have some patch pockets, like two patch pockets patch and one on the top. Yeah. Patch and flat pockets is the key. I would um, do it in patch pockets. Sorry? I would do it in patch pocket. Yeah, patch pockets, but you must have the flap on that as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. See, the thing is, uh, definitely. all the English jackets you see around, they did have patch pockets, but no flap. No, and I would do a flap with it. So they're sewn on the outside, obviously, with patch yeah, in the pocket. Do you know what, Graham? The top pocket as well. You know, sometimes <laughs> that, that's nice. You know what, Graham? I will send you a image. <laughs> I will send you a drawing of my. Um, I'll send it to you today, actually. Okay. I suppose. I'll, I'll send you some drawings of mine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I've got some. Um, I've got another Instagram called SR Journal, right, where I do uh-huh. um, illustrations. Yeah, yeah. With my yeah. well, I was doing illustrations with my finger on my Samsung phone. Okay. A frustration right. of not being able to get a job as a designer, so I started right. to do that, and. Um, I just recently I've got an iPad and I draw on the iPad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't feel the same <laughs> using, not using my finger doing illustrations. Okay, but, but that's what, nothing wrong with that. I, look, that's why I'm as well. I'm, an, I'm a kind of art director, illustrator, and, and writer. I know you and are. I've been doing a blog for um, 
for Kamakura might work worth looking at. The, the most recent one, I think it's up now. I think if you put in Kamakura A to Z of the Ivy look, yeah, and I've got two J for jackets, and there's there's some drawings that I've done there. But it's the differences with this. Um, it's not a blog as such. It, well, I suppose it is kind of, but I, I write it and kind of do the drawings as well. So it's not not just pictures. But there's some jackets there I've used, uh, and a drawing of a guy in a jacket. So it might be worth checking that out. So it's Kamakura A to Z of the Ivy look. Right, I'm going to and check that out. Um, and then I will send you my. I will send you. Yeah, send that. Yeah, I'll send you my illustrations. Um, okay. And then you can tell me what you think. Um, um, I'm absolutely all right with um, criticism. <laughs> not, too, not too much, though. Um, <laughs> no, well, if, you, if you do them address, the other ones that were, were the striped ones as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yes, I know. You don't see, you don't see those around very no. much. But, well, how no. do, but what about having, um, you know, like the mods, right? And I know the yeah, mods, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mods and... Even if we, even if you had a madrasi jacket, right, with a parka. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm like buzzing now. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're getting more expensive those parkas. I know, uh, I know. To but, get the real one, the 1950s ones that were, were in the uh, issued to the American Army. Yeah. During Korea. Yeah. But they're not cheap anymore. No, they're not cheap. What do you well, think of a good look, your very good look? What do you think about um, jazz music now? Uh, yes, I was really. It's it's all right. There's a lot of uh, funny enough. There's a lot of women musicians around, aren't they? Yeah, a lot. I can't think of her name now. Sort of a saxophonist who's really good. Yeah, I mean, I kind of listen to everything. I, you know, six music, Radio Four, Radio Three, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm sort of open to that. And what, Some of it is really good. And what do you think about the jazz musicians nowadays um, not wearing how what Miles Davis or John Coltrane used to yeah, wear? Yeah, I don't know. You get a sort of fix, isn't it? I, you know, I can criticise what they're going to wear because it's a sort of... It's a different it's era. A, it's a thing, what's, whatever's around. But it's a... I don't know. I just like... It just goes with that whole thing, the, the music, well, the clothes. It's a whole, well, know, someone a like, whole package. Someone like Gregory... Peck, I think, um, not Peck, Gregory Porter. Yeah, yeah, Gregory he, Porter. Yeah, he, 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 wells, he dresses, he's always well-dressed, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. He, he kind of goes back to that kind of time as well sometimes, with yeah, what he wears. Yeah, and, and he was kind of, I saw him the other week, was invited to uh, really? the Festival Hall. Okay. Festival Hall, and he was, he was playing there. It's, 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 I would think, I've never seen him before, I've seen him on TV, but yeah. I would think in a kind of small setting like Ronnie Scott's or something, it'd be better than the Albert Hall. It's, it's, big, it's a big old venue, if you know what I mean. He was good, though. Yeah, he, he is very good. Um, I've also seen the um, documentary about Ronnie Scott. Um, All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also yeah. a Miles Davis documentary, which was amazing. Both and of them. The Miles Davis one is, is brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? And um, I didn't know it was that, you know, how he actually gave it up and, you know, um, what he went through. But also, um, I just wanted to go back. These guys, right, went through, you know, in the Black Ivy, the Black yeah. Ivy book that you were talking about, the racism about their music and trying to play what they love and the passion for it, they just carried on with it. Um, I was reading about a bit about Yeah, it, but... it was kind of, I um, mean, yeah, just doing like Ornit Coleman. Yeah. Um, you know, even even a lot of the kind of modern jazz players thought, what, what the hell was going on? You know, what's this guy doing? 
but he was doing his own thing and if you listen to it it's kind of like it's good there's some good stuff there so and and John Coltrane as well with his kind of real sheets of sound and everything yeah but they didn't um, actually I mean with all the racism that was going on they didn't give it up and that was the oh, most no, no, nicest thing no. uh, that was the most powerful thing ever that you know the passion for it that they oh yeah just, no, I know what you mean it, yeah it didn't it would just run off Back, yeah, like, and that yeah. kind of gives you um, hope, uh, kind of thing, yeah. you know, because I always say that, you know, if you're passionate about something that you love so much, you should just yeah. go and do it, no just matter what. You know? your own sorrow. Yeah, exactly, you know. Um, don't, don't deviate. <laughs> exactly. Um, Graham, when's, when, the book's coming out on the 7th, isn't it? 7th of December, I can't wait. I think so, I think so. I'm not... I'm it, it's very soon, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh, it's a long time. It's quite some time to go. You know, I, I was like, oh, why can't it come out now? You know. So. Is it... No, no, I, I want a copy. I think it's still it's still being shipped. I mean, it was it's been printed now, and uh, all the things have been shrink wrapped and whatever. So you know, they're going to be they're going to be around. So I'm going to see a copy soon. In fact, I might oh. go and see uh, Tony next week and my hands on a copy oh you're oh very lucky <laughs> you're very lucky to get uh, it's like come on i need this book can't wait the cover is amazing i must admit i've never seen that um image yeah, it's pretty of, good um pretty strong can't beat that can't be that no. but he changed his um out uh, later on mile davis actually changed his um this, uh, yeah, uh, look I mean, after, after seeing i think it was uh, Jimi hendrix he wanted to be a rock and roll star yeah you can't <laughs> You can't, the trumpet's not the same as a sort of guitar, if you know what I mean. It's yeah, a, and he changed a, a lot. And hey. He changed a lot from... Oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of, uh, he wanted to be, uh, he basically, I think he wanted to be Jimi Hendrix, you know. Couldn't believe the kind of, uh, the, the concerts and kind of, um, you know, the, the, the audience, it's such a huge audience is. Yeah. And following, buying records, you know, by the, by the million. Even though it's probably kind of blue, mate, it still goes on, and everybody buys it all the time. Yeah, you know, but was that because um, jazz was kind of going away a bit, or was that because? What you mean in the later? It, yeah, later yeah. Was that because I, people were listening to jazz less, or? or yeah, what? I think it was. Um, there was a thing with the fusion, wasn't it? Like a jazz fusion, yeah. rock, you know, rock, rock, and mm-hmm. kind of uh, the jazz. Some of it works well. Weather report were quite good, and that kind of things like yeah. that. But um, it's a kind of like you listen to um, kind of blue. You can't beat it. It's kind of just you know just musicians at their peak. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's beautiful. So what's your so next? You so what's um, what's the next book then <laughs> after the black? The Eye? next book. Yeah. Um, Are you allowed to say? Um, I might tell you. I have to check with the publishers, kind of like sort of saying beforehand, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but if if I, I'll let you know, and I want to see your drawings for the Madras jacket. I'm going to send. I'm going to send it to you today at some point. I'm going to draw okay, it. Got, I'm going to email and everything. Yeah. On you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to send it over to you, and I'll send you um, a link to my um, illustrations. So you yeah. can have a look on... Um, uh, what's the link to your... Um, send me the link to your podcast as well. Yeah, definitely. I will do. Yeah. Definitely. Graham, yeah, it's d- been an absolute honour. 
absolute yeah, honour to have you on, on board. It's good talking to you. Uh, thank you so much. And um, I'm looking forward to Black Ivy. I can't tell yeah. you. <laughs> good. You'll love it. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. I'll see you later. Bye. Okay, bye.